0: You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure.
1: Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Today, I'm joined by a very uncommon, dare I say, power couple, Tyler (laughs) and Talis Strube. Good friends of mine, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. So when do you guys remember when we first met?
2: Yes, I do.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: At the Uncommon event.
1: Yep. At the uh, client appreciation event. Was that like two springs ago?
2: No, it was just just one year, just one year ago. Wait. Yeah. Cause I was pregnant with Mabel.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. It seems like
2: that's
0: longer, but a
2: little over a year ago.
0: Yeah. That's wild. I we had like seen you at church. I don't think we like officially. Met oh, we were in the right? same
2: class at church, but we didn't know each other yet. Yeah.
1: Right. So yeah, that night that we met, I was rocking like a handlebar mustache as best as I can, which isn't, isn't great. Cowboy boots, a brass belt buckle, a bolo tie, cowboy hat, and probably the most like flamboyant red cowboy yeah. shirt in existence. Oh yeah, it's just like a typical Friday night for me, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like night we want
2: to be friends with that guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. I was like jealous of you that night because I had went out to Boot Barn and spent like I don't know seventy five right, dollars on a cowboy hat and like a belt buckle then we were chatting that night and you're like, oh, I just rented it all. Yeah. Like,
1: Atomic Garage. Shout out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I suspect that you've probably made like decent use of the boots that you bought since that night.
0: Uh, I already had boots just because obviously being in construction, like that's kind of like how I roll most days. But like, really? I think I've worn that cowboy hat like once in the okay. last year and that was 50 bucks. So You
2: need to wear that more.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got I to know what was the occasion that you wore the hat.
0: Uh-huh. I think it was just around the house. Um,
2: <laughs> just the above the yard.
0: Yeah, in my underwear. Yeah. Hi. Howdy, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, wave,
1: <laughs> waving down the neighbors. That's great. Yeah. yeah, but credit where credit is due. Like, you guys walked over, or I guess I should say, like, moseyed on over to me and Victoria and introduced yourselves. And yeah, found out we go to Cottage Grove and we were in the re marriage class, but yeah, hadn't ever gotten properly introduced. And so that night was like the start of a, a lovely friendship. So yeah, I remember that that evening fondly. And what are what are your guys' guys's reflections just from that night, other than the honky tonk and whatever else we got into?
2: Well, um, I was quite pregnant, as we mentioned. So there's that. But um it I re- was so- yeah,
0: I remember it being like very loud in there, and was I was doing loud. my best to like engage in conversation. Yeah. And,
2: uh, however, it was very loud, but that band was so good. Yeah. It was great live music. Uh-huh. I do remember that. They were good entertainers. Um, yeah, it was fun. Oh, and we won an award that yeah we won, which we were, like, even still, I'm like, what? What was that? That was really <laughs> the a uncommon
0: skill. life crest or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. I guess all you need to do is like, Go a million dollars in debt and buy a building and you get
1: an
2: apartment for it. Yeah, right. that's what we did. So yeah.
1: That's just the, the start. That's like the proverbial like jump off the, the bridge. So yeah. Pretty yeah, much. That's <laughs> <laughs> that very cool. Yeah, that was a fun night. And we'll we'll definitely get more into uh the business side of things and even kind of yeah, where you guys were at. Um, you know, as a couple and as a family when that all started. But before we get into that. I like to do, it's called the one word exercise and we we're uncommon. So we don't really like to do the run of the mill bios, you know, we'll kind of get into that organically as we talk, but they're kind of boring and stale. And I think a much more illuminating thing is to hear how like another person who like knows you quote unquote better than you know yourself, like how they would describe you. And this is like an exercise we've done on some of the the guys experiences that we've had so basically, it's like coming up with one word that you feel best describes the other person, like their character, um, just their personality. I think it's powerful to hear the words and kind of the explanations that people have. So to put you guys on the spot, I'll actually I'll make you a deal. I'll let, I'll let you share at the end of the episode. How does that sound? So you can kind of be thinking, unless you have it right now and you're like, nope, I want to lock it in. I've got it. I have it too. Oh, okay. So not taking the deal. Well, who who wants to go first?
0: I'll go first. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the one word I would use is driven. Um, Talos is always doing something, right? Like they're just like a fire in her belly <laughs> to get <laughs> things done and not just get things done, but like immediately. It's like, I want to... You know, be the president and like tomorrow she wants it to be tomorrow. Like just
2: I don't want to be the president, no, no. by the way.
0: <laughs> I'd vote well, for it. Maybe it'd be a good opportunity now, but um <laughs> yeah, driven's my word for sure. Awesome. Oh, thank you.
2: And that's a good thing.
0: Well, as long as you aren't like driving me to complete house projects. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure that never happens. No.
2: Never. Um, uh, my word for you is playful. And you're just up for play, like any day, every day. You're really good at playing with the kids better than I am, like genuinely like entering into game with them. Um, And you help me have fun, which is important because I got that fire in my belly. So I forget to have fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Driven (laughs) and playful.
2: You have a childlike spirit, which is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Can't come yeah. to, to God unless we come like a child, right? But uh, yeah, those sound like uh two pretty complimentary words and that would serve a couple well like in marriage and in parenting. So yeah, that's cool. I I love that you guys shared that and I think that's a, a great exercise and definitely hold on to those words, you know? Um, I think, so after following that, I think a great place to start is even just having you guys share how you guys met um, how did you decide to spend the rest of your lives together? If memory serves me correct, are you guys like high school sweethearts or is it even like middle school sweethearts? I don't know how far you guys go. High back. School, high school. Yeah. Yeah. What's the story?
2: Uh, <laughs> we were friends growing up. We're not from a very large town. Uh, so we knew each other, but high school, we were in the same friend group and you asked me to homecoming junior, yep. junior year, homecoming dates. So it was like an unofficial start to were boyfriend, girlfriend, but it was it was cool because we were just going as friends. And then you asked me on like an actual date, I think the week later, to Applebee's. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Bourbon Street Steak.
2: Yeah.
0: And a salad.
2: I got a salad, <laughs> which I never order salads. I think it was just trying to be cool. But um yeah. And that was that
0: was it. Yeah. Um, and then Talos committed to Iowa State because she got into uh, or got on the dance team there. Mm. And I was still kicking around options for college. Thought I wanted to play baseball in college, but I knew I wanted to go into engineering. So it just made sense to go to Iowa State. But Talis would tell everybody that I followed her at Iowa State, which mm. is <laughs> really somewhat true. But <laughs> yeah, yeah we, uh, we got engaged senior year in college. and. I graduated in the summer and like literally my diploma says August 20 or August 6th and oh, yeah. that was the date we got married so oh, wow. started work 2 weeks later and yeah <laughs> didn't waste any time
1: Nice so how many years is it Ben
2: It'll be 12, 12 in August
1: Whoa that's awesome <laughs> yeah. Coming up on the anniversary it that's is. exciting It is yeah yeah Any any yep. plans for the anniversary it's not like a milestone one, but anniversaries yeah. are, are special. I mean, there.
2: everyone's a milestone, you know? Yeah. Um. I don't know yet. Nothing that I know of. We'll do something.
0: Yeah. We, we totally just like wing it for 10 year. We ended up having Interland tickets oh, nice. because it got like canceled from COVID. So it's like, oh, what that's is- on our anniversary. So we went out and rented a 10 person dr- passenger RV. Well, it's
2: all that was like Whoa. left because we were last
0: minute planners
2: last minute planners and then we're like well it is our anniversary so let's glamp let's do it big <laughs> yeah
0: go, go, like go big 700 yeah, on an rv fun. We but, did that. yeah
2: so that's not like an every year thing but i'm sure we'll do something
1: fun yeah Definitely. yeah i tried to get uh, victoria to go to hinterland and do tent camping but after our one and only traumatic camping experience in arkansas where there were spiders everywhere as she'll tell the story I don't think I'm going
0: to get her back camping. So
1: maybe glamping. She'd
2: yeah. Do, she'd be down. Get for. her glamping and then work your way back to the tent. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like with the boys, um, we've camped in the backyard. So that might be like a kid baby step, not only for the kids, but maybe yeah. Victoria. Like <laughs> yeah. Come, yeah. come camp in the backyard. You can always go crying inside. Yeah. I don't you know. know if yeah. you need to. I'll
1: just be like, I'm just inside. If you need anything.
2: <laughs> like, way. Yeah.
1: You got to push her out of the nest. Right.
2: That's awesome.
1: So I'd love to hear the story of like how the Des Moines ballroom started. When did that dream even kind of come into existence? Um, and kind of what season were you guys in as a married couple? Did you have kids at, I imagine you had kids at that point or no? Yeah. What's the yeah. Story of that?
2: Well, yes and no. So you asked like, when did it become a dream? Yeah. I grew up dancing. I was always was just something that i was always doing as part of my life like tyler said i did the dance team at iowa state for a little while but he actually while we were at iowa state as students got me a gift and it was like a whole day of ballroom dance lessons and then like dinner and there was a show and i was like this is so cool i've never really known anything about ballroom dancing." And we did that together in college. And then after that, I ended up quitting the the dance team and then starting a ballroom dance club. Like I joined a ballroom dance club. So that was just like a hobby. And then when we graduated, got married, Tyler had a job right away, fresh out of college. I did not. So I started teaching dance classes on the side, like through somebody else. He just needed another instructor. And I was doing it for like little to no money for a while. <laughs> and it just kind of like quickly then snowballed into a professional career where I was then able to compete and travel and teach students and take them to competitions and teach more classes. So long story short, I never got a real job. That's just what happened. And uh, we did that for several years. because, I, Yeah, I went back to school at the University of Iowa and actually got my master's in dance. So I got a lot more training behind me to like kind of fill in some of the gaps on my teaching and be exposed to more of the industry in a, a different way. And then um, we had our first child, my second year of grad school, graduated, had a baby. And then the next year we moved back to the Des Moines area. So it wasn't until then that I got into Des Moines Ballroom. So I didn't actually start Des Moines Ballroom. It was an existing business that I bought from the previous owner, whom I had a really good relationship with. I knew him quite well. He was ready to get out. I wanted to put down some roots. So we invested in purchasing that business. And then we actually relocated it. And Tyler did the build out for us at our first location. That was in 2018.
0: Yeah, it was really important. I think for us as business owners to be in kind of like a core district and the previous location was was not and um it was maybe a little mm-hmm. unsafe. So we decided to move to the East Village and now we purchased this building we're over in Sherman Hill. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So then yeah when we were in East Village that was first year of business we found out we were then pregnant with baby number two. So we had another baby and then covid happened and then um we got through covid luckily with the business we were we were kind of able to benefit from once everything reopened a lot of people had been shut in unable to do things and i think they were just all making bucket lists like what will we do if this ever ends uh, right. that we've been saying we're going to do for years and luckily for us dance lessons was on a lot of those lists so Um, In 2021, our lease was up in East Village and we kind of looked at each other and I, uh, no surprise to what Tyler shared as his word for me. I was like, okay, I think we want to go bigger with this. And the lease that we had was going to limit us on space significantly. So we ended up purchasing a building in 2021 and moving. And then we had another baby. (laughs) (laughs) just to kind of like weave that thread in of like we just have more kids when we do big things I guess right
1: right I'm like what's the next big thing you guys are doing (laughs) beware Uh, no
2: more babies are in the plan but yeah
1: (laughs) don't do any big
2: things
1: (laughs) so uh, yeah one question that kind of came up for me as you were sharing that story is like when you bought the business and since that time how would you say like you've of taken it and made it your own thing, Talus. Like what's that talus edge that you added?
2: Well, so the previous business was really um it was really something special in itself, but it was it was functioning more like a community center, like a volunteer-based organization. And so I had more business experience um, through running my own independent contractor business for the previous like I think eight Years prior to purchasing Des Moines Ballroom, so I brought in like a set of business tools with the goal to grow it and turn it into a real business. Like for example, I didn't really have a logo. We over we just overhauled the marketing, gave it a fresh website, started talking about the business in the community. I still meet people, and they are like, "What Des Moines Ballroom? We didn't even know there was a ballroom dance studio." So even still, I'm like really working to educate people that. It exists. So that that's probably the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And growing the team. I was fortunate to purchase the business, but also have instructors come o- that wanted to come along with that and maintain their contracts. And since then, I've hired uh, three more people to teach. And it's really fun to be able to share that with others, help them grow their own business and do something that's you know outside of the norm and brings joy to lots of people Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah Uh, i can speak from firsthand experience that yeah victoria and i that's the only dance class other than (laughs) other than the instruction we received for our first dance which was not great Uh, (laughs) we took the beginners uh one of the beginners classes at des moines ballroom and i mean Des Moines Barham was like the first thing that came up when I Google searched and it was mm-hmm. very easy to like navigate the site and understand what we were getting ourselves into, but had a great time doing the eight week class. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be a couple of weeks every now and then where Victoria's like, when are we doing like our next class? So I need to, I need to pull the trigger on that. But yeah, we, I've recommended it to, to a few guys as well. Actually, there was a guy on one of our, our Wednesday calls who kind of in a similar boat that I was in his wife really likes to dance and he's just kind of been dragging his feet a little bit just because he doesn't have a lot of confidence around it. And so he was asking if anybody had taken classes and I recommended the one we did. And yeah, I think, I think as like a a man and a husband, like we want to feel confident, like leading our wives and being able to dance with them. And I, I go back to the decline appreciation thing we went to so it was like western themed and there was like a band playing obviously and like the four of us were I th- I would say we were the ones who like blazed the trail to actually go dance yeah, we like yeah. actually danced and did some moves we like Victoria and I just tried to feel, <laughs> feel the music <laughs> just stomped around but yeah we had fun but now like having done a class go to a wedding or go to an event it's like all right I can I can do the basics and yeah, yeah, we can absolutely. Kind of just improvise. So,
2: yeah, you have tools now.
1: Right. And you can build off of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. know that we'll be entering any competitions anytime soon, but
2: <laughs> that's okay.
1: <laughs> things to work towards.
2: Yeah. It's a really small percentage of our students that actually compete, it's like 2%. Everyone else is there purely for fun, which is great.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and another thing is like, you definitely, at least we did, have to like work through just personality stuff. There's been a couple times where we've gone day, like we went to one of the free dance things, and I think we ended up getting like in a fight. Cause like <laughs> I just wasn't like leading well, and I I'm my hardest critic, and so then I get in my head and I'm just like, well, I just need to take a break. Oh, so there's yeah. like an element of just like not taking yourself too seriously and like let's just go have mm-hmm. fun. Like, I'm probably gonna step on your foot and we're gonna run into another couple or something, but we'll just make the best of it. So
2: yeah. I see that quite a bit. Usually it's the wife uh trying to lead, you know, and so there's wow. that power dynamic. Ballroom dancing is like an incredible metaphor and tool for marriage. I've yeah. just seen it over and over, and it's like the same pitfalls, but yeah, you work through it. And the nice thing is you're not just like sitting and talking and working through something, you're actually moving your body together, and then there's like physical touch. I could totally nerd out on this <laughs> for hours. But hey. yeah, yes, Ryan. Oh, Keep dancing
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, I'd love to switch gears and even uh, talk about your new podcast, us When we arise, yeah, um, listen to a few of them. Really like your your mission, and but I would even like just for the listeners. How would you describe the mission of your podcast? Like, why did you choose the word arise specifically?
2: Um, so the podcast is really a way for me to talk to women specifically about. This program that I lead called Arise. Uh, it started when Des Moines Ballroom is actually shut down during COVID. And I just needed an outlet to get out of the house, move my body, spend some time with God. And I started inviting friends to do that with me over Zoom and evolved into like me essentially teaching, not even teaching, leading movement to Christian worship music and other women their cameras are all off but they're at home doing the same thing with me and it has become a community so that's what we do and then the podcast allows me to talk to women about the importance of you know arising which that just means to wake up if you look at the scripture isaiah 61 it says arise let your light shine for others to see for the spirit of the lord has risen to shine upon you and for me That's just the guidepost for waking up and spending time with God first. And I've seen the benefit in my life of how that allows me to come home to my husband and my kids with a lot more joy. I feel lighter. I feel more present. I feel excited to go and and do big things. But from the perspective of, I want to share God's light with other women in the world. So this is one way that they can do that is waking up, starting their day with dance It's an incredible way to access joy and then just become a light in their lives.
1: Yeah. Tyler, how would you say like, what does it look like for you to quote unquote arise, whether you would use that word or not, but just that idea of like seeking God first.
0: For me, it's more about just like, I guess shutting everything out um, and just allowing myself to think and, you know, ask God what, he Needs me to do that day. Um, I, I don't always do that. Sometimes that phone is like ringing when I'm laying in bed at 6 30 in the morning. Um, so that doesn't always happen, but I'm definitely uh on a better path than I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming to know God more and allowing him to be in my life. So,
1: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been. It's been cool even just getting to know you as a friend over the past year. And I really value like our Thursday morning guys group. That's just a easy, intentional thing. It's easier now that it gets lighter and it's warmer. The winter is a little little rough, but (laughs) yeah, just like having that uh, regular touch point in the week to come together as men. I feel like it's a kind of a rare thing because it's not like a Bible study. It's just like, hey, we're just coming together. We're talking about life. We might spend the first thirty minutes talking about haircuts, which was right. <laughs> that was a great conversation, yeah. but it always comes back to just like who are, who are we striving to be as men? Um, How you know how iron sharpens iron, and accountability is so important. And just what does like friendship look like in the life of an adult man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a thing that a lot yeah. of a lot of guys haven't figured out.
0: I think like you know, I, Tal said like when she would come home from her eyes, like what I would notice is she's just like full of life and ready to tackle the day. I mean, that's kind of like, honestly, Thursday mornings, there's times where I think we could sit there and drink coffee for another four or five hours just because like time flies, right? So like I definitely get like rejuvenated. And part of it too is I'm an extrovert, right? So like I get energy from being around other people and just, I love Thursday mornings. Sorry I had to miss yesterday. I was working till like midnight on Wednesday, which is ridiculous. But (laughs) trying to get everything teed up to be able to take today off, which has not really happened yet. But
1: yeah. No. Yeah, we missed you. No, but we all we all miss from time to time for different reasons, whether like my kids just don't sleep one night. And I'm like, I need to try to sleep till seven, (laughs) sleep in, quote unquote. But yeah. And especially now that we're mixing things up with connection group, like I'm definitely thankful that we'll still be able to maintain that. So definitely. Um, so Taos, one of the episodes I listened to that that really resonated was why you need to make a life goal list today. And that was, that was cool listening to, uh, the list that you made way back in the day and even just your reflections. Um, the one question that I wrote down was when you write your screenplay, what is it going to be about?
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm sure it's different now than it was when I wrote that list. Let me tell you, um, my eyes have been open just to real life so much since then. I mean, I'm like, for example, I wasn't a mother then and now I have three kids, but I have a few ideas. I don't know. Um, nothing, nothing serious. I haven't actually started a screenplay, so maybe that's a next career journey.
0: It's so funny, like because when Tal started this this podcast, right? It was just like we were just chatting one night, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I started a podcast." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and last week, you were just typing some stuff on your computer. So what are you doing? Just like, oh, I'm just writing a book. I'm like, how do you have this time? Or like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I have time by myself, I want to like
2: the way my brain veg out,
1: Yeah. That's that yeah. belly. That's that belly fire right there.
2: Yeah, I, guess.
1: <laughs> I think we just I think I just figured out the title for this episode. Belly fire. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, another question that kind of came uh, from that episode is you're talking about just like travel bucket list locations, which I really resonate with. Like when are you and Tyler gonna visit some of those locations? I guess what's like at the top mm-hmm. of your list as far as like a place you guys want to go. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know if you listened to that episode, but <laughs> no, I didn't. One of the a uh, couple of the spots that I had on there that I still really want to visit are Alaska and Chile. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about both of those.
0: Yeah. We we went to Europe like right before a kid. So it's been seven years ago now, but it was so funny because like we listed everything out, like all these countries we wanted to go to, all the stuff we want to see. And so to the tops was like, we only have two and a half weeks. Like, why don't we just? Pair the list down. We'll go to like four countries mm-hmm. and uh, and spend some time and be like less rush, Damn. rush. But there's definitely like a lot of unfinished business with travel. Mm-hmm.
2: I would do that again. So we each took a backpack, and this was not like the really good like REI backpack, school bag. They were school. Bags. So didn't even have the clips on the chest. No. Like just oh, we wow. had no money. We didn't have a lot of like know how either. And we're like, let's go to Europe for two and a half weeks and get as far as we can. And it was one of those things where like, if your clothes got dirty, like I'm not washing them. I'm just throwing them away. Yeah. And I have more room for souvenirs or whatever I want to. We brought home six wine glasses.
1: Oh, okay. In these
2: two backpacks. Like to still, I'm like, how did this even...
0: How did they work? not break?
2: I, right. Right. But we <laughs> and- visited the screw win- winery. They had our name yeah. on them. We had to. So, right. yeah.
0: Yeah, I was kind of bummed. We went to Dijon and I got three pints of Dijon mustard and made it all around Europe backpacking. But then on the flight back customs. home, customs busted it's me. like,
2: hey man, uh, these are too big. That's too much Dijon. It's like
0: I've been carrying Dijon in my backpack for two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, like Can we just eat it before
2: you throw it away? You
0: it's
1: just like, like, yeah, squirt it in, into yeah. your
2: back. <laughs> it's oh. like
1: emptying the water bottle into the trash before
0: you get yeah. on the
2: plane. <laughs> Lessons learned. Right.
0: Yeah but definitely a lot of unfinished business. It's just, I think we want to get to a point where uh, we're bringing our kids along, Yeah. you know? And so we're probably another year or two out from being able to plan a big trip. Yep. We are renewing our passports today. We, we got some photos taken step. for today. So awesome. I want to go. Out with them?
2: Yeah.
1: What I want to know is of the two of you, who is the dreamer and who is the realist? Or can you even break it into those two categories?
2: Well, it depends on the like the topic or the category. I think.
0: Yeah, we are both like definitely dreamers in our own like facets, Wrong. but they don't necessarily have a ton of overlap. I feel like <laughs> we're both realists to each other.
2: Yeah. So, like in the in the realm of business, probably in like entrepreneurism, uh, is that a word? Entrepreneurship. I'll allow it. It's me, it's probably, I'm the dreamer for sure. Um, But Tyler's perspective is corporate because that's what he's always done. However, like with with travel, you're more of a dreamer. Like you'll be like, let's go here, you make it happen. And I'm the one that's like, well, we need to think about this and we need to, you know, I get a little bit more into the practical.
0: My motto is always, I always say, it'll be fine. Like, yeah. it'll be fine. You've rubbed off no on me though. though. <laughs>
2: like when I look at us compared to other people in our families or just the, you know, other people were around, like we're both dreamers and spontaneous. <laughs> so here's a
0: case in point. Yeah, Talis was down uh, at our in-laws or at my in-laws earlier this week. She sees a building for sale that's on the square in her hometown. And she's like, Oh, I love it, and just has all these like ideas of how she can, you know, turn revenue on it. There's three apartments downstairs is vacant. Yeah, she told me that night about it. That was a sweet opportunity. But then I had put all the numbers together for the performa and realized we were gonna make uh zero dollars. Actually we we're gonna lose money every idea. single year, even if the building was yeah. fully occupied. So right. we were gonna have to buy it for like two hundred thousand dollars less than asking and didn't pan out, but I'd say that's your dream, but then there's some reality. That yeah. So he here. can put
2: some numbers to it and say, no, that one's actually crazy. We're not going to do that, but keep dreaming. Yeah. Pick another building.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On to the next one. Like math doesn't lie. So it's, it yeah. is important to have like that pragmatism there. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to be a dream crusher, which wasn't isn't what you were doing. Um, you were just like, all right, how do we make this a reality? This might not be the best, the best avenue, but let's move yeah. on to the next one. Very cool. Right. So, Tio, yeah, we've talked a lot about, the one ballroom, what Talus has created. And you guys are obviously working together in that. I want to switch gears and even kind of talk on about uh, like your work and like your aspirations. I know you work uh, as a project manager for Ryan companies, contrary to popular belief that is not my company. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah. How long have you been been doing that? And like, what would you say you love most about the work that you do?
0: Uh, so, So yeah, I've been doing project management for 12 years now. So again, same duration as uh, our marriage. But I think what I enjoy most about what I do is getting people together and solving problems collectively. Um, I'm really, you know, I'm not an expert in anything, but I know an expert in about everything. And if there's a problem, it's bringing in the owner, bringing in the architect, bringing in the subcontractor, bringing in the engineer and getting everybody in the same room and And walking away with the solution. So that's what I enjoy. I also enjoy uh, working on things myself. So I was, you know, when we did the build out for the studio, I always joked that was like my second job because I did all the carpentry and some of the framing. And um, I just like being on site. I like getting my hands dirty um, after work. I mean, last night I was doing some stain mock-ups for an owner before they go and stain the doors. Um, yeah.
2: You also have so many hobbies that you're like decently good at, if not really good at, so yeah.
1: What's one of them that most people don't know about?
2: So we, because of Tyler's own volition, planted a vineyard eight years ago. Yeah. And he maintains it and has made wine several times from the grapes there. Every year. You're like always growing things. He has a green thumb. You're really interested in plants and not just having plants, but growing them yourself.
0: Started died. some hydroponics in the basement uh, during COVID. That's since not been operational, but yeah. um, it was really funny. Last week, Tallis calls me at work and she's like, Hey, are you, uh, are you okay to talk? I said, yeah. She's like, I think someone's in the basement.
2: <laughs>
0: and she was all freaked out evidently uh heard like a big you know pop and then a bunch of things you it sounded
2: know. like a gun went off
0: yeah so i sit on the phone with her and i'm thinking what is it is it... i'm doing some drywall work downstairs maybe it's the trowels falling off the bucket no it wasn't that well it ended up being the champagne bottle that just exploded and we made this champagne in 2018 late 2018 early 2019 so it's just been sitting in the basement for four years pressure yeah. It just it went off so Not
2: too warm down there since I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was our first <laughs> time making champagne. I probably added too much sugar and too much carbonation on it. Yeah,
2: see, he's a chemistry buff over here.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: just don't don't it's blow fun. don't blow the house up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually so the the night that we uh, babysat together while while the wives went out and painted the town red. Uh, I think I asked you like if you. Cause we were talking about work and stuff. And I think I asked something to the effect of like, if you could do like anything, like what would you do? And you said like farming, I believe like gardening. Yeah. So this story's checking out. Yeah. What would you say you love the most about just growing farming?
0: Yeah. I, like you talked about like life goals. One of my life goals is to grow um, and raise all the food that our family needs for a whole year. I just like, even well before kids, before marriage, like I wanted to go out and like be a self-made man, right? Just do everything myself. One of my weaknesses that I'm aware of is I'm terrible at asking people for help. Um, (laughs) and, but on the flip side of that, I just, I really enjoy, walking away from a project, walking away from a garden, walking away from you name it. And just knowing that like my name's on this, I did it. And, and it's not all about me necessarily, you know, with, with projects it's literally like hundreds or sometimes thousands of people, but just knowing that I did my part. Um, I, I like the, the healthy component too of it, right? Like I know everything that I put on those grapes. I know the last time I sprayed or the last time I pruned or whatever it is like, um, not that I'm, you know, super organic or anything like that, but, you know, you know, if you have a garden, um, exactly what you put on it and you know, what's going on in your bodies and you giving nourishment. So I like, I like knowing it and I like doing it.
1: Yeah. Nice. Is and that like uh, meat, so. and you like eating it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> Everybody wins. Is that a, uh, have you seen that trait, uh, demonstrated in any of your kids specifically like that kind of that self-sufficiency or.
2: Well, like literally right now, our kids are down at the farm where my parents live and the boys are helping my dad move hay bills. And our younger son, he's three, is obsessed with it. He talks about it all the time, how he's going to be a farmer and have all these animals. So I definitely think that it's in the cards for at least one of our kids to also be a grower of some sort.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Schaefer, our oldest, he always says he wants to be a farmer and an engineer. I'm like, sweet. That's the perfect. (laughs) combination yeah
1: <laughs> yeah how do you how do you marry those two i mean is that is that pretty feasible yeah. I feel, I see it egg engineering like and
0: it's, it's yeah. a thing yeah yeah you want to go build hot confinements? <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so like uh, big dream wise too i mean you talked about like dreamer and, and realist or vice versa like yep. i have you know big dreams we've mapped out this farm on how we're gonna lay out all the chickens and the pigs and where our garden is gonna be and how we're gonna do rotational grazing and it's so like that's all already mapped out right now we need to go do it and talus is like well can't we just start with chickens the first year or start with a yeah. couple of pigs the first year i'm i want to do it all at once oh um, okay <laughs> yeah because it just it's it's like ride or die. You got to be all in or, or not. So
2: yeah. I guess I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really for it.
1: Would you guys, so if this farm got started, would you ever do like classes to the public and have it be like a, a gathering oh, spot for a community?
2: Yeah, We've talked about a CSA or, or like a yeah. little market store that's open once a week. And I think it'd be fun to collaborate with other small businesses and bring them in and offer workshops dancing on the farm i don't know we'll see (laughs) yeah
0: we went to like um a day-long uh workshop event up at iowa state got some really good knowledge there i mean constantly reading um i mean you name it or watch the youtube video you you name it we've watched it on small small hobby farms done some market research on csa's like there is zero csa's in warren county which just blows my mind i mean it's a pretty large county pretty
1: what's population. a what's a csa
0: it's a crop sharing um what do they call it what's the acronym
2: uh crop sharing
0: association or association maybe? And
2: well that doesn't seem right but i, I want to say cso organization but you uh, you buy a share, so like for a whole season or a half season, you and Victoria would pay a flat fee, and you'd come to our farm either every week or every other week and, and pick up what we have. So it's like a bunch of vegetables, fruits. Sometimes it's sourdough bread. If you go to a farm that has a creamery, you get like butter or cheese. Nice. So, yeah.
0: Wow. So I was way off. It's community-supported agriculture.
2: There you go. All right.
0: Now I'm just so talking great. about things. You're that, like, doing
2: what Tyler talked about doing like for our family for your community. So, yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Nice. So we kind of touched on, yeah, just the kiddos. Like, so you guys have three, two boys and a girl. What would you say are you guys are currently like celebrating as parents just in the lives of your kids?
2: Mm. Well, we decided to homeschool this year. That's a big decision. Our first grader. And, uh, never set out as a young person or young mom, like I'm going to homeschool. And it still feels like a pretty big hill, but we've just been celebrating that we got through this year of homeschooling. And I, I know that there are so many seeds that were planted in our son, just watching him grow in non-traditional ways and even non-academic ways, like he's a much better brother to his Mm -hmm. younger siblings. He helps around the house. He's just taking initiative and going and creating things on his own. And I love that the choice to homeschool gives him a lot more room to explore. And whereas in traditional school, he would have maybe had 30 minutes max to work on a project. If he wants to go build a spaceship out of cardboard for four hours, and he will and he does then we we can allow for that and i think that's just been a big celebration here we haven't really formally celebrated it but we've been talking about how it was probably the right decision it was the right decision
1: even that word celebrating yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be like hey let's like i mean that's a cool thing to do if you feel led of that kind of public acknowledgement and having a party or whatnot but i think of it more of like even just as a a couple like how are you guys celebrating together even just in acknowledging it to one another and just those conversations and yeah so that's that's super cool to hear it sounds like he has grown not just in his academic sense but even just in developing like character which is which is super cool nice so let's let's talk about something fun like if the Strubes had it's a free day, or even a free weekend. Like, what are you guys doing as a family? I feel like we've probably already touched on some of it, but like, what are you guys doing as a family that like really just fills you guys
0: up? Yeah, so we're kidless today, <laughs> and right after this, we're gonna go on a bike ride, mileage to be determined. Could yeah. be twenty, could <laughs> be fifty. Yeah, know.
2: I haven't been on my bike enough in a year. Because <laughs>
0: she's been pregnant for three years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you just um, nonchalantly say might be 20, might be 50?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it might be I mean
2: <laughs> we both like to ride. Yeah. I don't get as much opportunity to do it as I used to, but we do yeah. take the kids too to answer your question. When we we have a burly that has two seats so we've pulled the boys and now Mabel's not quite old enough to put on a helmet yet but she she will be probably by end of summer Two more months that's so something we do as a family but today yeah, yeah without kids like we can actually go and that's exciting
0: yeah yeah like it's been so enjoyable seeing our oldest shay like learn to ride his bike and you know this weekend pulled our middle kiddo walter and a burly and then shay rode and we rode 10 miles and it like wow. didn't cry didn't whine didn't complain i mean just like giving him a ton of confidence um Know, biking has just that he can do it and because you, you have to rely on yourself mm-hmm. someone else that can help i mean it
2: does that for me too yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then
0: I, I get that out <laughs> every
2: time we get back on i'm like oh do i know how to do this still okay
0: <laughs> yeah i know Ryan. i mean ryan you bike a lot too it's just like such a such a mindset right like um when you're biking you can't really think about anything else because if you start start daydreaming that's when you go off the trail or yeah run into somebody yeah
1: i also do find too that it's like a good mental reset for me just being outside like in you're not like in in nature you're not like you know getting down into the dirt or anything like that but just feeling the breeze hearing hearing the nature around you enjoying god's creation i just feel like even if i can do that in the middle of a work day for like a you know 40 minute bike ride. It's just like a good reset, like kind of that it's like productive pause, if you will. And then I'm yeah can get back to my work with like renewed vigor. So yeah. Yeah. As we kind of wrap up here, what do you guys practice as a couple just to make sure you guys are having like consistent touch points together? And even like on this topic of dreaming and planning, what does it look like for the Stroops to pass like victorious vision for your guys' marriage, for your family? Yeah,
2: you're speaking my language. Like, I love, <laughs> I love strategic planning, that's like my number one strengths finder. Like, is strategic.
0: It's so, it's so like, yeah. Like, me, we, it's were, a, we were talking about, like, okay, what are we gonna do? You know, we have you know, child care today, and I think Talis is like, yeah, it'd be great if we could like outline you know, the strategy for a family and, and all this goal setting. I'm like, let's just go for a bike ride, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, there's a yin so and yang like, to
2: mid-ride. it. Mid ride, yeah. I'll whip out my notebook, be like, hey. Um, <laughs> just no, like accidentally
1: she, crash and be like, oh
2: my notebook's. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we just like take some notes on on yeah. um, what's good and what's not good? Start, <laughs> stop, continue. Um yeah, in truth, like we that's an area of growth. I like, think like, we don't we don't intentionally set aside time for that type of vision yeah. casting
0: it's like every sunday we just go over the week's schedule and leave it at that you know what's going on
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: monday through friday and then what are we doing on the weekend but like once a quarter we sit down and review like business finances yeah. but um we don't really do that for personal account until it's time to make a big like financial change so yeah we definitely have some growth opportunity there.
2: Well, and we've both benefited from participating in classes like reengage or programs like reengage, like you and Victoria did as well. You know, it that's maybe not something that we're doing constantly every year, but I would say every other year we have taken classes or invested in a program that forces us to not just sit down and talk about the week or finances, um, but dig into like the harder conversations. So that's definitely a benefit that we've seen from participating in stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It sounds like there's opportunity, Tyler, for you to sprinkle some of your like playfulness into those conversations. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. It's, I mean, we're still learning, Victoria and I, of what that looks like to have those conversations and cast that vision and just finding like there needs to be like a good harmony between the pragmatic planning but also like the dreaming and like we we want this to be fun like ultimately we want to know that the things we're working towards are things that we're excited about um so yeah and there's no there's certainly no recipe for it but uh yeah just that it's kind of top of mind and then of course like you're just submitting it to god's will right because his will is going to prevail cool last last question that i have for you guys kind of on this topic is just the idea of visualizing and creating your compelling future. So, you know, if you guys are maybe try to put yourselves 30 years into the future, you know, your kids are out of the house, probably got some grandkids running around. Let's say you guys are sitting on your back porch at the end of the night enjoying your favorite beverage and just reflecting on, you know, the past three decades or so. everything god's done in your lives like what are some things that you guys think or hope that you'll be toasting to
0: wow well i think i already said one like just starting our own small farm and like just being like proud of the work that we did and are hopefully still doing like i don't want to be 65 and retired like i don't believe in retirement um even if i quit working at ryan i'm still going to pick up the side hustle um or
2: a whole hustle yeah. so yeah i just i
0: want to be i want to be toasting the just like great kids like if we do have grandchildren like that's that's mm-hmm. huge um and just knowing that like we got the most out of the one life that we have here
2: yeah yeah i think you know it might sound oversimplified but sitting there together will be great that's a huge accomplishment you know to have a marriage that endures for that long and god's blessing that we're both still alive to enjoy it together to see our kids i also come from a lineage of farmers so if we are able to start our own farm and carry on that tradition and allow our our children to maybe step into that as well that's a That's a big goal of mine or not even a goal, but uh, a dream that I could continue doing some of the same things that my grandparents and great grandparents uh, didn't take for granted. They had to do it. And that's how they provided for their families and essentially where I received a lot of the luxuries that I have today. So getting to do that by choice and bring it back into the forefront of what we do as a family will, will be really cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'll toast to to all of that. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts or words of encouragement just to leave with the listeners as we wrap up?
0: You know, um, we went to a wedding a couple months ago and we were part of a wedding video that they're going to do at the, uh, the and um, we got asked like, what's your secret sauce to marriage? And, I thought it's just worth sharing because it kind of relates on at least to what we've been talking about on, on this podcast. But like, I think our secret sauce is investing in each other. And I hopefully you've like heard a lot of that today. Like Talis's big, crazy dreams of buying this building or buying this business or whatever it is. Right. Like just investing in that and Talis has invested in the vineyard. You know, she's always out there helping me prune or um, you know, pick grapes. Um, she. She tells me every day, you know, if you want to quit your job, you can. Like so just like that type of investment, like I got this putting the family on her on her shoulders. So I don't know, I think that's been if I were to say it, like that's been our secret sauce. Is we just like love each other so much. We we just pour everything we have into each other.
1: That's so, cool man, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't uh, top that so i feel like that's a good good time to to wrap up but i just want to yeah thank tyler and talis stroob just for coming on sharing their story and the the nuggets of wisdom that they've gained uh, along the way thus far and even just the the dreams of the future um yeah i'm excited to to see these things come to fruition and if another big thing's happen thing happens, we'll see if another baby comes along the way. <laughs> well I'll oh let my. you I'll let you guys go and get on your bike ride and just yeah, enjoy the rest of your day together. Thanks so much, guys.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Catch you later.
1: Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission. Sign up for one of our live experiences and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.